Welcome to the Red Caps Podcast, a podcast where we dip our caps into the blood of our listeners and we ramble on about old school games. In today's episode, we are going to try to do some quick first thoughts on the items that came in the first week of RPG a day. And as you know, no mortal can run a red cap. So sit back, listen, and I hope you enjoy. This year's RPG a day gave us the option of rolling randomly for the days Monday through Saturday of the week, and Sundays were static. So I'm going to use that and try to do this completely off the cuff, not scripted. It may come out like a hot mess, and if it does, I apologize, but we're going to give it a shot. Day one is scenario. This was a static one that I can't roll for. Scenario for me is something that I think um, should come out more often rather than game systems. I would love to see more and more Kickstarters based off of really fleshed out scenarios and settings uh, rather than new games, if that makes sense. I think uh, having the game be the setting and the scenario and instead of having a full rule set, you simply include what modifications to an existing rule set you would use. Um, I think that is something that I, I hope happens more often. Um, maybe just to keep me sane from buying more and more rule sets that are mostly all the same game really in the end. Um, so that's my answer for scenario. Day number two was a rule four option and it's map senses plan and voice we will roll and we got plan let's see plan what would i come up with with a plan i think it's important to let your players have a moment to plan out how they're going to do things and not use that information that you hear as they're making a plan to completely goof up what they're looking for let them be clever let them execute a plan congratulate them on doing a plan that's that was you know clever and, and defeated your boss or got around the trap or avoided an obstacle and while you can take some of that information of what they think something might be and make it so the encounter is what they think it was going to be um, if their idea was better than yours don't take their plans and use that information in a meta way against them so that's my thought on plan day three was tactic risk support and image and we got image. Um, when I'm thinking of image, I'm thinking with all the online games that we have, it's very good to be able to share like art, uh, an, an image and art to help. Um, especially I was just thinking like theater of the mind games. Um, even when you don't want to play with a full battle map or you know the full rule 20 experience or something, you're playing on discord i think it's still important to have some sort of a screen share so you can show people an image um if you're thinking of like barrow maze the book barrow maze has such amazing art in it and it really sets the tone and i think being able to share an image and share um what it is you're doing if you're playing online or even in person being able to hold up the book and show somebody a, a picture can really get everybody on the same page so that's my thought on image day four we have weapon search reward and figure and we get that jumped out of my dice tray. One second. We got the third one, which is reward. Reward. Um, this is sometimes something I've struggled with is when I'm stalking a dungeon or something, trying to decide how much treasure. And I, I'm always worried I'm either giving way too much or way too little. And it's hard to find the Goldilocks point. And I think uh, reward should be, you know, don't feel like you're giving too, too much. Like give as much as you, as you can you know, make them a little bit flush. There's always ways to take it back. You can find ways to have them sink 
um, their coin into something. And, you know, especially in older games like BX, there isn't a whole lot of character skill addition later on. Um, so being able to give them magic items um, and give them extra things to that boasters up their character over time. Uh, there is a balance there, of course, but I think being rich with the reward is better than being too stingy at times. And my other thought for reward is reward your players on what you want them to do in the game. So that would be more along the lines of what you hand out XP for. Um, you know, if, if you really want them to go delving into dungeons, then you know, gold for XP is great. If you want them to um, to not just be murder hobos, maybe you give them XP for simply encountering a monster, but not for fighting the monster. If they kill if they kill a monster and there's no XP for it, but if they find um, the 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 giant that's been hiding someplace that people whisper about, if they've spotted it and can uh, report back about it, that's worth money. That's worth XP. So. Um, I don't know. That's uh, that's the other thought on reward, I guess. Uh, day five is throne, gamble, include, and community. And we got community. Community, um, I'll just say recently, uh, over the last little while, the audio dungeon community uh, and the greater anchor uh, podcasting community has been really, really great. It's been awesome being able to connect with other folks that are kind of doing the same thing I am. Um, you're hearing all the call-ins between different, different shows. I know, uh, the word community, but for some can be, uh, a bit of a, uh, thorn in the side, uh, for as, as Jason, um, from nerds RPG variety cast has said, for lack of a better word, we'll use community for now. But I really think this, this, uh, greater podcasting community, you hear all the call-ins on everybody's shows, um, it's really cool. It allows us all to get different, in, uh, different views on everything and keeps everybody connected and provides motivation for everybody to keep going. The next day is day six and we've got flavor chase, explore and path. And we got path, um, path, uh, going back to knock issue number two, there was a whole big section on what makes a good dungeon. And they were talking about, you know, how you path through a dungeon and, and what are just linear paths or what are meaningful loops with alternate choices. Um, and I think that's something I probably have to work on for maps that I make. I often just will go in and take a Dyson logo map because he does it better than I could. But uh, I think whenever I'm just creating a, a small dungeon, keeping in mind the path that things go through um, making sure that there's actual options and shortcuts um, a little bit better than I have in the past. Uh, but when I think path, my brain immediately goes to like a dungeon map and, and how it goes through and whether there is meaningful choices or it's just a linear one. Um, so yeah, that's my answer for path. Day seven, uh, we have an option of small, inspiration, better, and engage. And we got inspiration. Inspiration. Um, I mean, I guess the obvious one there is when you think of 5e and you think of the inspiration uh, mechanic that's built in there. The We don't really have that in something like BX, but it's it's one of those things that is so easy to drop in and give inspiration. And then the question is, what do you give inspiration for? And much like what I, where I mentioned earlier, where you want to reward the things that you want in your game, I think inspiration is one of those things where you can give somebody that as a reward for doing something cool, um, like doing something that, that really furthers a story or 
um, shows that they're buying into the world or whatever it is that you value as a GM in the game, giving inspiration to somebody who does something like that is another one of those rewards um, that you can give. I guess the the other thing for inspiration is is you know where you come up with your ideas and whether that is from movies. Um, an episode I want to do soon is uh, a comparison of the movie. Um, Oh, Bone Tomahawk, my brain blank for a moment. Bone Tomahawk and how I think that is such a quintessential D&D adventure, basically, into a Western movie. Um, so yeah, like where you get your, your inspiration from, whether it be movies or books or music or other people's adventures, etc. So that is that one. And then the last one for today, the eighth, is stream. And I mean, the only thing that comes to my mind when I hear the word stream is people playing games online and streaming them. Um, I've done that before. I've participated in some streams before. I will probably participate and, and do streams again in the future. But I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling more now that the D&D as a spectator sport doesn't seem to appeal to me. Like I don't want to watch D&D streams, I don't think. Um it has, it has to be a very special event. Like I can't watch things like critical role. There's just, it's too much time. Um, and there's just no way for me to be able to watch that stream. I really like watching like recaps. Um, it's, I mean, I guess that's kind of the same reason I don't listen to actual play podcasts that often. There's a couple I do like, like James's solo game and, and John's solo game and stuff like that. I, I will kind of binge, watch, binge listen uh, to a few of those at a time, but the time commitment is so large. Um, so that's why I don't watch a lot of streams. And I wonder if if the pressure of performing on a stream changes the game. Um, it, it must, right? Like there has to be a way that that, that impacts how the game goes. So um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hot and cold at times on streaming D&D. I think maybe it's something rather than streaming the game, doing something like what uh, Hank from Runehammer does where he once a week comes on and he gives the recap of what his game was. We've, we've never seen his players. We don't know who his players are, but we get a really good sense of how his game is going and what's happening in that game via the weekly recaps. And I think those are um, maybe more beneficial because it distills the game down to a few moments where he's able to explain everything rather than trying to do it over the hours and hours of gameplay that it actually took. So... Anyhow, so that is day one through day eight of RPG a day. Um, let me know what you think of me doing it in this format. Uh, I know there is a ton of people doing RPG a day. Uh, you've probably heard, there's without a doubt, my ideas on here are not unique in any way. Um, but let me know how this format works, if I should continue doing it on a weekly basis like this, um, or if I should do... There's no way I'm going to be able to do it per day, but I could pick out individual days if people have suggestions on ones they want me to do. Um, or I can continue doing it in this this short off-the-cuff method, but let me know. So folks, that wraps up this episode of the Red Caps Podcast. I hope you enjoyed, you learned something, and you're eager to come back for more. Please subscribe in your podcasting app of choice, and if there's an option to leave a review, it would warm my cold little heart if you did. I'd love to hear from you, so if you head over to anchor.fm slash threadcaps, you can leave me a voicemail. You can also jump onto Twitter or Facebook and say hi at threadcapsnet. I'm on Discord. You can find me on the Audio Dungeon Discord or on my own Discord, which will be linked down in the description of the episode. And I really hope to hear from you. Feedback is super important and it uh, helps fuel how things go around here. So please do reach out if you'd like. Remember, never let your cap dry out. Stay safe. Have fun. We'll talk again soon. Take care.